You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. I don't know if y'all ever talked to, and, and, and I know some, sometimes some of y'all think because the way I preach, ain't no sense me talking about talking to Bishop about having no financial problems. Because he tell us this. So you scared to say anything to me. Ain't no sense me telling him that because he gonna. Because you think, you think I don't longer identify. But I remember. He says, you don't have to be afraid to bring your issues to him. You can come boldly. Everybody say boldly. I would tell you boldly because a lot of us, we grew up in the church where they didn't come boldly. The way they prayed, it wasn't boldly. This morning, Heavenly Father, we come to you as humble as we know how. Thanking you, Lord, like, like, like you expecting if you get any closer, lightning bolt, boom! He said, no, you don't have to creep up on them. Come boldly. Come on, let's talk about it. Bring your feelings to me. Bring your tears to me. Bring your fears to me. We can come boldly. So the text, but yet the text also implies if we don't know how to deal with our feelings, they can cause us to sin. Because he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities, touched in all manners like us, tempted like us, feels what we feel, felt what we felt, and yet without sin. You can't allow your feelings to cause you to sin. Let me say it another way. Don't allow your feelings to cause you to sin. Now, look at Job, the first chapter. Y'all, even, even with Job, y'all, in Job's situation, I had to stop and just be a little present in Job's situation here. Well, specifically Mrs. Job. Because Mrs. Job told Job, I'm feeling some kind of way about this God we serving. We've lost our business, we lost our house, lost our employees, lost all of our livestock. Let's just curse God and die. How could you say that, Mr. Job? But you got to stop for a moment. Don't be so quick. Jesus lost 10 children at one time. Talking to Pastor Fields in New Jersey, who's over the church there, called me Friday. I said, uh, call me. He said, Bishop. I said, how you doing? He said, I've been better. What's going on? He said, my brother just found my, his oldest brother, who I knew from a child, grew up in church together. I'm about, uh, I'm about eight years older than him or so. So we found, they found him dead. And I prayed with him and called him again yesterday. I said, how you doing? He said, we're doing okay. We're holding. He said, my mother is taking this really hard. I said, of course she is. But no mother ever envisions burning your child. You might be able to mentally prepare for it if they ever say the child's a terminal illness, but surely, suddenly, all of us, we know we don't like to think about it. At some point, just by biology and by, and by age, at some point, our parents may die. We don't want to think about it, we want to talk about it, but it's, it's within the framework of natural thinking. But you don't ever think you have to bury your children. And I said, I said, sure. I said, no mother ever thinks she's going to have to bury your children. 
That's what Mr. Job went through. And then here we see, look, but look how Job responds. Job, first chapter, verse 20 through 22, after all losing his children, after houses, houses falling down, after storm coming in, after losing all his you know, all employees, all his livestock, all his business, Job 1.20, it says, and Job rose up, tore his robe, shaved his head, and fell to the ground in worship. Now, there's this, two things going on here. In this one verse, we see two things going on. We see feelings and we see faith. Oh, my God. When the Bible says he rose, tore his robe, shaved his head, that part, that, that, that's not an act of worship. That's an act of, 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 of being overwhelmed. That's an act of being distraught. Tearing his clothes and, and, and sackcloth and ashes, and yet he, he fell down to the ground. But when he fell down to the ground, he didn't just say, I can't believe this. He says, God, I still worship you. Oh, God, you're a good God. I don't understand everything, but God, you are still a good God. In everything, I'm going to give you praise. In everything, I'm going to give you glory. He mixed his faith with his feelings and his feelings with his faith. He was feeling some kind of way, but he worshiped. I'm telling you to worship even when you're feeling some kind of way. You got to worship when I don't know what I'm feeling. You got to worship when I don't understand what's going on. You got to worship when I don't understand what's happening. You got to worship when you, when you feel like saying, now God, if I was God and you was me, I would have done it differently. But I'm still going to worship you. And look what he was able to get himself together and say. Hmm. Oh, well. Naked came my forth from my mother's womb, and naked said, I returned there. I came here with nothing. I started off with nothing. You realize how much faith it takes to recognize that? Because most people lose it when they lose stuff. He lost stuff, but he held on to God. Okay? So, because, see, we start off with God. We start off with God, and we say, God, I worship you. I serve you. I praise you now. God, I just ask you, Lord, you bless me with a car. God bless you with a car. Oh, God, I'm so grateful you blessed me with a car. Lord, I ask you now, now I got a car, Lord, I want you to bless me with a husband, give me a wife. God bless you with a spouse. Oh, now God gave you, gave you a car, he gave you a spouse, and then, oh my goodness, God, well, now, Lord, now, now, now we need a house, Lord. We need a real nice house. And the Lord bless you with a house. So now you see the Lord bless you with a car and a spouse and a house. And then, well, God, you know, this house is real good, and I've been hearing about having other flows of income. Now, Lord, I ask you to bless me with some investment property. And now God bless me with some investment property. And now you're on top, and you're giving God praise. But just imagine, in one moment, you look lose everything. You lose your investment property. You lose the house. Oh my, your marriage goes up. You lose your spouse. You lose your car. Oh, but here's the deal. You're back where you started. And when you realize I started with God, everything I got, he gave me. He gave me the car. He gave me the spouse. He gave me the house. He gave me the investment property. My God, if I lose everything, I go back to where I started. I started with God. I had nothing without him. So long as I got him, I can get another car. Long as I got him, I can get another house. God, if you will, I can get another spouse. God, you got more investment property. God, I still trust you if I lose everything. 
look what it says. Sit down, y'all. It says, I start off with nothing. The Lord gave, the Lord taken away. The truth of the matter, his theology was wrong. There was a conversation going on in heaven. God didn't take it away. The devil took it away. God allowed the devil to take it away because the devil comes steal, kill, and destroy. He didn't understand the conversation, what was going on in the spirit realm. A lot of times stuff is happening in the spirit realm. We don't know about it. We don't understand it. But you still got to trust God. And so he goes on to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. And verse 22 really blessed me. In all this, in all this, he did not sin. In all this, he didn't backslide. In all this, he said, I ain't coming to church anymore. In all this, there must not be anything to this faith. In all this, I'm going to keep on tithing. It's not that tithing doesn't work. I don't know why it's not working. I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through. But I'm not going to sin. Watch this. And I'm not going to charge God falsely. I'm not going to say things about God that I know in my spirit is not true. I know God loves me. Looks like right now I'm not experiencing his love the way I want to experience it. I'm not feeling it the way I want it, but I know God loves me. The message translation of Job 1.22 says, not once through all this did Job sin. Not once did he blame God. So even when your feelings and your emotions, come make sure you don't sin. Ephesians 4.26 tells us, be angry, but what? Sin not. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. In other words, try to get this. Come and get over it. Push through it. James 1 and 20, I love this scripture. It says, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. In other words, when you get real angry, you can end up doing something and saying something that has nothing to do with the will of God. Well, I just felt some kind of way. If that means you're supposed to do that, what you felt. The wrath of man, anger of man, works not to righteousness of God. If you let anger overtake you, you're going to do something, say something that is going to go against the righteousness of God, and you might end up down the street here. You all know what's down the street? The prison system. And, and the Lord called me to preach right here. God didn't tell me, now when you start right direction, I want you going to the prisons. Now I will go but that ain't my assignment. So if you want to see me, you got to be free. <laughs> got to manage these feelings. <laughs> Yet y'all feelings, feelings themselves, it don't mean we're not saved. Doesn't mean you don't have faith. Feelings mean that you're human. Somebody say, I'm human, I'm human. Okay, now I'm not merely human, but humanity is a part of my being. I'm a spirit-filled human, but humanity is part of my being. I have this treasure, the anointing, in this human vessel. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says there's no temptation, no test, no trial. Let me add another word, no feeling that has overtaken you except such as common to man. It's part of the human existence. Is part of being a human on this earth. But God, who is faithful, means God is faithful, reliable, dependable, trustworthy. He's steadfast. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But will, with the temptation, also make a way of escape so that you can be able to bear it. If you're going through it, you can handle it. 
Oh, I know you're going to feel like you can't, but if you're going through it, you can handle it. Look at somebody and say, I can handle it. I can handle it. Okay, stop letting it come out of here. I just can't take this. If you couldn't take it, God wouldn't be letting you go through it. There's more in you than what you realize. You got more down on the inside of you than you realize. But when the squeeze is on, it's going to come out. My God, strength is going to come out of you that you didn't know was in you, but you got to go ahead and bear in it and bear up under it. That word common to man, it means, uh, from New Living Translation, there's no temptation in your life any different from what others have experienced. And one of the tricks of the devil is to make you think you're the only one who'd been through this. You're the only one who feels this. You're the only one who's ever had to deal with anything like that. And the scripture says it's part of the human experience. The message translation said there's no test, temptation that comes your way that's beyond the course of what others have had to face. Nobody knows. The trouble of seeing that ain't true. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. That's what message translation says. Come on, some say, say, God, thank you for never letting me down. So all you have to know and remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you get through it. If my, if, if my mother was here today, I would quote this scripture and say, Mama, God, give me to give you some more nerves. My mother was always saying, you're getting on my last nerve. God won't let you get to your last nerves. God about to give somebody some more, more nerves. You're going to be able to handle it. It ain't your last nerve. This one's going to drive me crazy. No, no, tell crazy you ain't coming. Somebody say it right now, crazy, I ain't coming. Sometimes crazy be calling you, come on, come on, come on, come on. And, then, then, and, then, and then, then you be putting yourself in agreement. I'm about to go crazy. No, I ain't coming crazy. God understands your feelings, your fears, your tears, and your cares. So what do you have to do, y'all? I want to encourage you to evaluate your feelings. Don't just ignore them. Evaluate your feelings. Because sometimes, to evaluate your feelings, it means sometimes you got to sit in your feelings and evaluate why you're feeling what you're feeling. Let me say that again. Sometimes you got to sit in those feelings and evaluate why you're feeling what you're feeling. You got to ask yourself some questions. Ask your own self some questions to locate what are the thoughts that are leading to this feeling. After man sinned, Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they experienced feelings they had never had before. They experienced fear and they experienced shame. So we see at the root of that was the devil. So Ephesians, excuse me, Genesis 3, Verse 10, it says, when God called out and asked, so I talked to Adam, Adam said, uh, Galatians 3, starting verse 10, he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was what? I was afraid because I was naked. I was afraid because I was naked. He already was naked, but he wasn't afraid. Okay? God didn't create man with clothes on. It was after men became perverts, God had to give us some clothes. 
<laughs> okay? So he was already naked, but he wasn't ashamed, nor was he fearful. He said, I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, who told you you were naked? Now, it is true you were naked physically, but why, catch this, why are you now more self-conscious than God-conscious? They was already naked. But they were God-conscious. But sin makes you self-conscious. Why are you thinking more about yourself than about me? Why are you looking more to yourself than looking to me? Who told you you were naked? Ah, let me ask you another question. God already knows. He just helped him locate. What's the root of this? Have you eaten of the tree? Well, if I commanded you that you should not eat? Know what God was saying? Where's that thought coming from? Sometimes you got to stop, sit in your feelings and say, where's this feeling coming from? I'm feeling so lonely. Where's this feeling coming from? I'm feeling unloved. Where's this thought coming from? Sometimes, I'm going deep here now, y'all. Sometimes it's because of a voice that was spoke to you as a child. Sometimes because there's somebody who told you years ago you failed at one thing and you hear a voice going come back from 20, 30 years ago, you know you're never going to be nothing. Your father was nothing, and now this one thing that happened, you letting that voice over all the success you've had in your life, you're letting that voice come up at this time to make you feel like a failure. You realize you can fail and not be a failure? Let me say that again. You can fail at something and not be a failure. Failing is what you do. A failure is who you become. God, you are not a failure because you fail. It means you can get up again. Who told you naked? When Cain got angry, God asked him questions. God receives uh, Abel's gifts, had respect for it. He didn't receive Cain's gift, and God asked him some questions. Genesis 4, it said, and Cain, Cain was wroth. That means he was highly upset. He was mad. He was feeling some kind of way. And God asked him, why art thou wroth? Why is your countenance falling? What, what, what are you really upset about? Because sometimes what we say we're upset about is not what we're really upset about. It goes deeper than that. Okay, let, let, let me give you an example. The Bible says that um, Miriam and Aaron, after Abraham, after Moses, I knew it didn't sound right, <laughs> after Moses married the Ethiopian woman, it said they started, the Bible tells us, and they murmured against Moses because he married a black woman, a, a, a Cushite, Ethiopian woman. And they started saying, has God only spoken to Moses? God talked to us too. And it wasn't a problem about them hearing God. The issue was the issue with his wife. But that's not what they were complaining about. Sometimes we're feeling we got to go a little deeper because we, we're talking on the surface. It's something deeper. It's something in you that makes you feel adequate when you look at them. It's something in you that makes you compare yourself to them. They didn't do anything to you. 
You don't even know them, and they're not thinking about you. I heard somebody say this. This is so important. Nobody ever... Great people don't hate on little people. Nobody who's ever doing better than somebody hates on people who are doing worse than them. They're too busy up here. But it's when you're looking up and you see them better than you, that makes you start hating on them. Y'all quiet up in this Presbyterian church. God said, sit in there, ask some questions. Genesis 4 and 6, New Living Translation said, why are you so angry? And the Lord asked, why do you look so dejected? So God, sometimes when you feel, God, ask yourself some questions. And God, if you sit with God, he'll ask you some questions. You need to start answering. They dealt with feelings. God gave them some questions. Here's another one. Jonah got angry. God tells Jonah to go and preach to Nineveh. And the Bible says he paid the fare to go down to Tarshish. I always find that so interesting. He paid the fare to go down. You're going to pay the fare, pay the fare to go up. Don't pay the fare to go down. He paid the fare to go down to Tarshish and to run from the presence of God. And of course, he ends up on the ship, and, uh, and, and because of the ship, he brings a curse on the ship, and they, they, they're all about to die, and everybody started, started saying what, what, I, what I said when I was real sick with COVID. He said, that's why I went out on social media. Everybody, pray unto your God. Whatever you know, whoever you know, pray. And Jonah said, it's me. This. And then Jonah said, y'all can throw me overboard. Church God in Christ made a song out of it. Throw me overboard, I got a hiding place. Now, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> Throw me overboard. Don't be throwing me overboard. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Jonah went overboard because he was out the will of God. Don't throw me overboard. So God tells him, go to, go to Nineveh. He, he goes to Nineveh, and he preaches, and the people repented. And he was mad because the people got saved. <laughs> let, me, let, let me make this real plain. Jonah said, I want all of them to go to hell. I want all of them to go to hell, and you're going to save them. The Bible said that God wishes for none to perish, but all to come to repentance. Jews and Palestinians. God wants nobody to perish. All life is precious in his sight. So Jonah, then he's sitting under the juniper tree. Uh, juniper tree? Good. Somebody else sitting under, uh, Elijah sat on the juniper tree. He's sitting under gourd. a shade comes, and it comes, and then it dies, and he's mad at the tree. Doggone tree. He's supposed to be giving me shade. Now he's mad at the tree. And God asked him one question, Jonah 4 and 4. Doeth thou well to be angry? New Living Translation, is it right for you to be angry about this? He said, you didn't do nothing to plant the tree. The tree wasn't the issue. The real issue was he didn't want those folks to be saved. My point is, sometimes you got to sit in your feelings and ask yourself some questions. What am I really mad about before you leave the church? What am I really mad about before you get divorced? What am I really mad about before you leave that job in a huff and a puff? 
Sit in those questions. Sit in those feelings. Because y'all, if we ask the right questions, I'm just about done, done here. If we ask the right questions about our feelings and sit in those questions, the answers can actually help us locate our faith. Go to Mark 4. Mark 4. Starting verse 37. It says, and there was a great windstorm, a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. I tried to read this from different translations, y'all. It said, but he was in the stern, Jesus was in the stern, the lower part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Now, I'm preaching this scripture, but I have to be honest with y'all. The more I read this and all the different translations, it says the boat was now full of water. Now, I believe I'm a man of faith, too. But the boat was full of the water. We know there ain't no problem for water to be, for the boat to be in the water. But we got a problem when the water's in the boat. The water was in the boat, and the water was full. And so, and the reason why, the, the reason why I, I, I'm stopping here, because I almost feel like this is me. It's my feelings. Like Jesus should have understood a little better. Jesus, the water, the boat full of water, and you sleeping? We about to drown, and you sleeping? Uncle Bishop Bailey preached a message when I was a teenager. One of the messages I remember he preached, sleeping up a storm. <laughs> Jesus was sleeping up a storm. He's sleeping, and then he, they, they woke him up and they said, Jesus, don't you care about us? Now let me see if I can get y'all to be honest. Have you ever been through anything that your natural mind started saying, does God care about this? Okay, I'm, I will be making an altar call. <laughs> Have you ever gone through anything we say, God, do you really love me? Do you really care about me? Now, can, I'll be honest with y'all, because of the word that I preach and I teach and I believe in what I've taught y'all, there are certain things I did not expect to happen in my life. There's things I did not expect to happen with my family. There are things I did not expect to happen with my children. Can I be honest with y'all? Because I'm a man of God. I serve the Lord. I've been tithing all my life. I pray, don't smoke, don't drink, don't chew, don't run around with those who do. Don't go to the club. I ain't never smoked a joint like y'all have. <laughs> they ain't been to the club, ain't been to strip club. Surely this shouldn't be happening to me. If I have felt that way, I know you felt that way. And the interesting thing, when you read the context, Jesus said, let's go to the other side. Now, Wait, Jesus, you gonna tell me to go to the other side and all this gonna happen and I obeyed you? Because God tells us to do things, I tell you, been telling you over the years, and He doesn't always give us a weather forecast. 
When you tell you to go place, he don't say, now, I'm going, I'm going to assure you there will be no turbulence. I'm going to assure you there will, won't be any issues or problems. He just says, follow me. Obey me. Teacher, don't you care that we're perishing? And he arose. The first thing Jesus did, he rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, peace be still. Told the sea to calm down and shut up. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then he said to them, he asked them questions. He asked them a question. Why are you so fearful? What's really going on? The real deal, I guess, they, they should have been like, when everything, when the waves is rolling and the thunder is going and the water coming in, somebody should have said, what's Jesus doing? He's sleeping. Oh, well, we all right. <laughs> if Jesus ain't worried, Jesus said, you shouldn't be worried. But he asked them questions about their feelings. Ask yourself some questions about your feelings, okay? I'm just about done it. So, to get through this, give you a couple things. Number one, maintain your hope. You can't allow your feeling to make you hopeless. Psalm 42 and 5, I'll pick up here next week and preach this part. He said, while you cast down on my soul, while you disquieted with it, hope thou in God. Despite of what you're feeling, maintain your hope. Hope is anticipation and expectation of things getting better. Come on, somebody say, I anticipate and I expect Things are going to get better. Glory to God. I don't care what you're feeling. Maintain anticipation and maintain expectation. Things will get better. The Bible says about Abraham in Romans 4, he believed and he became the father of many nations. The message translation when everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. Somebody said, I'm going to believe anyway. So you got to believe anyway because I'm telling y'all, you have nothing to lose. I don't care what you're feeling, I still believe. I'm angry, but I still believe. Things look hopeless, but I still believe. I'm feeling some kind of way, but I still believe. I don't know why this has happened to me, but I still believe. I didn't anticipate this, but I still believe. I didn't expect to be at this place in my life at this time, but I still believe that God sits on the throne. I still believe things are going to get better. Look at somebody say, things got to get better. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. 